Well, as you know, every weekday morning, right after me at 10 o'clock, Mr. Fox and Friends, Mr. One Nation on Fox News, Brian Kilmeade takes over, does a tremendous job. He's got a great show. Great show, great guests, opinionated, does everything like I do, does the politics, does the sports. <laughs> you know, basically Not he is. sexy. <laughs> yeah. yeah you I are, can't act. You're, well, you are very sexy. I don't know about the acting, but I did see you quite a bit <laughs> live in Arizona this weekend, standing around these NFL players and celebrities, and you looked very, very sexy, Brian. So with that, Brian Kilmeade, the weekend, <laughs> the Super Bowl, one of the greatest games ever. Patrick Mahomes, now for sure, for sure, if there was any doubt before, one of the all-time greats, Andy Reid as well. The um, the halftime show with Rihanna was brutal, not good, not bad, brutal. But you were there live. Brian Kilmeade's thoughts on Super Bowl 57. I love the way you describe me. I went to the Super Bowl and I stood around athletes. Wow, <laughs> you really paint a great picture. Yeah, I really train well. Hi, I'd like to stand among athletes, please. I'll be the guy with the, out the eye black. Come on, what about work in the game? Can you introduce me? The guy that worked the game got some interviews. Um, so, okay, I'm, I'm over that personal attack. But uh, a couple of things. I, the Rihanna thing on the platform, I didn't see the harness. So I'm saying to myself, I cannot believe what I'm seeing now. I mean, the Wallendas wouldn't have done that. Uh, so that, that was, was pretty wild. That was good, yeah. But, and then I'm just saying to myself, I thought there was a delay. Because the lip syncing, I just said, you know, I'm, I'm watching the game. I'm seeing the monitors, watching the game. I'm, I'm in the stadium, obviously. And I'm going, is she even trying? You know, or, you know, sometimes they do, do double tracks where the, you are the backup singer. I know McCartney does that all the time. And and I'm thinking to myself, this is unbelievable. At one point, lip syncing, she dropped the I watched it back. She even put the microphone down yep. and she's still singing. She yep. put the microphone down and she's still singing. <laughs> so it's not really my music. But it was a big hit there, and like people seemed to like it. Uh, the more I got away from the stadium and I started talking to people the next day, like I'd never get to see the commercials, people were saying they liked her, thought she was fine, but what is there to like? I mean, she didn't really dance much. She's like pregnant, uh, which I'm happy for her. And she lip syncs songs she wrote years ago. Right, right. So, it was brutal. I, I want to hear country music. I, I can we just hear? And I, you know, I interviewed Lee Bryce, and he's he's telling me, yeah, we can't figure it out. You know, we we haven't there hasn't been country music there in ten years, twelve years, and there won't be because that's not what uh, Jay Z likes. And don't forget, Jay Z <laughs> is the guy in charge. So so last year we had Snoop Dogg and Eminem and Dr. Dre. This year Rihanna. But you're right. How nice would it be to have Luke Bryan or Luke Combs or Jason Aldean, one of those guys? They would set the place on fire. They would, because country is blended. I mean, when we were growing up, there was Southern Rock. And, you know, that I loved it. You know, Marshall Tucker and those bands. But, you know, then when you heard country and Willie Nelson, I was I was always like, yeah, that's not my thing. But there's what they're doing now with new country is what, you know, that's the only thing I can really listen to. I mean, there's no WLIR with the new music and PLJ used to be like new rock and there's no more rock and roll. Um so basically, I'm on. I'm thinking it's in a new country or, or Y2K on on Sirius, or I'm pretty much humming to myself. I agree, and those guys really are the great Americans. They just are. That's that's a perception people get. They love this country. They love the cops. And maybe again, this is not fair to a lot of performers, but the perception is the other guys that do the halftime show the last couple of years. They don't. 
And it'll be nice to see somebody up there who really loves this country, loves the game, loves the weekend. So, talking about loving this country, Nikki Haley. Officially, Brian Kilmeade jumped in yesterday. No surprise. We thought it would be today, the 15th. She jumps in on Valentine's Day, the 14th. I haven't heard one person yet that says to me they take her very seriously as a candidate and she could actually win. What are your thoughts on Nikki Haley? Very competent. You can't dismiss her. Uh, for example, if Governor Hutchinson of Arkansas gets in, he might be a nice guy, but he's got zero charisma. You know, his record in Arkansas, they still have the, they're ranked near the last in education. He's got no shot. But if you look at Nikki Haley, number one, extremely confident, tough, has got the international experience, was a real strong governor in uh, South Carolina, took down the Confederate flag there uh, when she had to. And people don't like this, but I think it's a plus. She combined with Barack Obama to not condemn anybody after that horrific church shooting. And I thought she was really good and tough uh, on China and North Korea and reported directly to Trump. Trump said goodbye to her in the Oval Office, so he'll go after her now, no doubt about it. And she's going to be formidable. She's going to know the issues. She doesn't need notes. So... You can't, and she's got, she's also as a female with a husband in the military, uh, with of Indian descent, uh, very red, white, and blue. I, I, I think she's going to be tough to dismiss. I, I do think she's going to be tough to dismiss. She has a couple of good debates and exchanges with press that might be hostile to her, like Whoopi Goldberg gave her a gift going after her yesterday, and she was able to go become a national story. Um, I can't dismiss her, Sid. She's got yeah. the resume. I, I see the polls, too, single digits. I got it. Yeah. And I, I saw Tim Scott at the Super Bowl. I think this guy's a couple of weeks away from announcing. He's such a great man. I almost think he's too good for politics. And I, I fear when people start attacking him like they went after Ben Carson. You know, you know, Trump tried to take him apart and then understood what a great person he is, a brain surgeon, unbelievable story. I almost feel like Tim Scott's too good a person to be uh, to go for president yeah. how, as personal it's going to get, but I but DeSantis got over. Well, I think someone told me up to, up to two hundred million dollars. Yeah, but see, like that's the, the point. Guys. That's the point. You can mention Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Hutchinson, Mike Pompeo. I don't care who you mention. The truth is, this is not a debate. Yeah. It's a two-man race. It's Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Nobody else has a shot. Has a shot. So what about Youngkin. Uh, not even Yunkin has no shot. So I can't get excited. Listen, Nikki Haley may be the best person in the world. Tim Scott, like you said, maybe the greatest human being God ever created. The truth is, this is a two man race and nobody else has a shot, no matter what. Hmm. Uh, I think it's too early. I think it's spring training. I think it's spring training. Uh, listen, I, I understand. Yeah, I they, listen, I understand it's our job to get people excited. This is our Super Bowl. No, I'm so, being honest. Yeah, I'm no, not no, no, you're not. You, 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 come on, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott against Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis? Come on. Listen to me. The, the America got their wake-up call. Republicans got a wake-up call. You know what it was? Don't tell me the best candidate. Tell me the candidate that can win the general. They're tired of losing. And I think people have a practical sense to the nomination that are going to give people, like I mentioned, a second and third look. And then you work it out. I mean, you look at, you know, what do the Mets spend? $275 million on their payroll. They're paying $100 million in, in luxury tax. They go, they're going to win the East. Well, when they start playing games, then you tell me. Tell me where we are in July. And they better have a 15-game lead to, to lock up 
in September. I think it's the same thing. This is why we like politics. It's very much like sports, Sid, because you look at the lineups. How do they play against each other? How do they match up? And the most money doesn't win. Jeb had the most money. Trump wins. You know, we we watch uh, all these other candidates. Biden emerges because the Democrats say he's got the only hope in the general. He was clearly not the best candidate, but they were smart because they thought that this guy would have the best hope in the general. And they were right because Bernie couldn't. You know, Bernie had all the momentum and he's got all the passion, but nobody wants to elect a socialist. They would have lost. And they all stepped aside. Republicans are not the step aside type, but I just think you have to be open to knowing that there's no script to what's next. All right, we will see. It will be fun and exciting early, but you, you uh, don't believe me. No, of okay. course not. I mean, to, to me, I, look, we, yeah. uh, you, you make a good point about the Mets. They may not win the World Series, but the Marlins won't compete. And Nikki Haley and Tim Scott are the Marlins. Uh, right now, you got two great teams: the Braves and the Mets. That's DeSantis and Trump. These other candidates, while great people and solid politicians, they can't compete. But we'll see. Look, you mentioned Biden. The New York Post again today. Company paid James Biden for 2012 Saudi negotiations. Quote, they dare not stiff Veep's kin a $140 million deal with the Saudis that James Biden put together. So we put all this stuff out there, thanks to Miranda Devine and Carlson Bobulinski about Hunter Biden. Now James Biden is on the cover of the New York Post, a hundred-plus million-dollar deal with the Saudis. Is there any question at this point how corrupt the Biden family is, led by the president himself? He's not even a lawyer, and he's negotiating deals to get money back for a law, law firm. And he goes, no doubt about it, the Biden name helped. James Biden, it's all over that laptop. Uh, I, I hear you. I'm going to do it today. It's going to be one of my big three, no doubt about it. We had people commenting last night. But what they got to do in these hearings, Sid, they got to get direct and concise. Do you see how they're all over the place? The Democrats, this guy Goldman in New York, comes in and starts sidetracking them on, on different things with this laptop. And this goes off on, they haven't really re- reviewed correctly the twitter files they're not experts at it so they're getting beat on the counter arguments they got to thoroughly prepare you got to go james biden explain this i want to see a big board behind explain this explain this explain this and then you get in there and you make democrats go to bat how is this okay does this have anything to do with the fact that our saudi relationships is in the toilet and we don't seem to have any power to control them is this has anything to do with how china and saudi arabia are now meeting up and biden doesn't seem to be interested or concerned that that the number one oil producer might be going directly to China. And I think these are all legitimate issues. The James Biden revelation, people check it out, cover the New York Post today, widely discussed yesterday, and the Daily Mail has it too. So uh, now it's up to James Comer to go out there and be clear. Jordan and Comer have to be clear and don't confuse people that don't live this every day with us. One more. We'll go local here. The New York Post just yesterday had some statistics, crime statistics. Brian Kilmeade on the cover. Not very favorable for my friend, the mayor, Eric Adams. (laughs) Just about every category is up and up pretty significantly. But there was a huge, huge arrest yesterday in New York City. They arrested 23 gang members after a mom was shot and killed by a stray bullet. So that was nice to see. But having a more and more difficulty these days, Brian, defending my friend, even though, again, I think he wants to fix it. His heart is in the right place. 
the numbers don't indicate that he really is. Your thoughts on the city? Well, yeah, the shootings is the only thing that's down. Uh, So everything else is up. You know, I was talking to a lot of people, uh, and they say that we're deceived by the amount of people in the city. These aren't workers. Most people, I think the commercial real estate, there's so many empty offices because people are either moved out or working from home, and that ripples. That means you don't take the subway, you don't take the buses, and the number one reason is safety. If So if you tell your boss, you're 28 years old, you're young, your young father or mother, I don't feel safe getting into the city. Are you going to fire me for that? And most are saying, I don't want the headache, work from home, even if they want you to come in. And when you see those stats... You have a great excuse. Now, he said, get out of your pajamas and come to work. Okay, I'll get out of my pajamas when you get, when you put a cop on the subway so I'm not getting beat up, you know, so when I'm not getting tossed on the tracks. When the stats start going down and I'm not going to be mugged and I can't file a police report because the cops tell me they're not going to be able to do anything, uh, that is a problem. And what I would do if I was Adams, and by the way, I like a guy that hustles. I, I'm going to give fundamentally, at least he doesn't duck. At least he's visible and, you know, he cares. And you know him personally. I'm, I see him from afar. But he's not making a dent because there is, no, uh, there is no ramifications for criminals from shoplifting on down. Yeah, but you know what? You're right about that. But, the but bail thing. I know the bail thing. you, you got to go to Albany. I mean, you know, somebody is, is suing Stuart Cousins because they won't confirm LaSalle and she goes... Okay, you can sue me, but the rules allow me to do whatever I want to do. I mean, the arrogance that comes from Carl Heasty, Brian Kilmeade, and Andrea Stewart-Cousins, above and beyond even the mayor, Kathy Hochul, is unbelievable. So I'm not sure Eric Adams can change it no matter how hard he tries. True. So go down swinging. Don't go down ignoring. And I think if, when you go to have lunch with him or... Uh, I don't know, you guys go vacation together. Yes, yes. Uh, you got to bring this up. <laughs> and, and you got to just say, listen, don't fall in the sword for your party. Mayors aren't party-oriented. They're success-oriented. This all will come back to you. Let them label whatever you want, moderate, too, uh, too conservative, too liberal, whatever it is. When you start getting things done, you could emerge as the number one Democrat in the country. Like Rudy was briefly that. Uh, even though they're like, oh, he's too moderate, did too many deals with Democrats. No, he's effective. We are in an era of who's effective, not who's the most liberal and conservative. I mean, literally, if I was to give him a speech, he has a, a chance. The guy, if he could turn around New York City, he could be president. There is no Democratic talent bench. Pete judge is the worst. The smartest <laughs> Oxford guy, whatever veteran you want, yeah. the worst. He was supposed to be the future. Eric Adams turns around New York City, embarrasses the other cities to follow his pattern, and could be the number one Democrat when Joe Biden's done, and we all think he's done already, but let's say he's not. That, that, that's what you should tell him. And until he changes things in Albany, nothing's going to happen, and he'll be the good guy and put so much pressure on these guys. I want to see a board behind him. Top seven Democrats keeping bail reform from happening. There you go. I love that. Name and shame. Call them out, and uh, then you may get results. As always, Brian Kilmeade, that's a great conversation. You really were great last week. I loved your stuff with Rob Gronkowski. That was really good. And all the uh, box stuff you did with the Super Bowl, your show at 10 a.m. every day is great. Box and Friends, great. One Nation, great. You're the man. I love you. Thanks for hopping on today. 
Thanks, Andrew. Totally appreciate it. Will not drop the ball when you pass it to me. Thank you. <laughs> you have not yet. There he is, folks. Coming up right after me, 10 o'clock each and every weekday morning here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. My man, the great Brian Kilmeade. Big show is still to come your way on a Wednesday morning. Curtis Lee was going to stop by. We're going to talk to Peter King later on this morning. Jennifer Harrison is in studio. we got a lot more to do. It's the Wednesday edition of Sid and Friends in the Morning, only right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.